so used to craziness. I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm aware. That's what we're about to talk about. <laughs> Welcome to the In Between Mama podcast, a space to rest in between who you are and who you're being called to be. I'm your host, Riley, and today I'm so excited. This is my first episode, and I'm having my beautiful friend, Mila. Welcome, Mila. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yes. So um, I'm starting this podcast for two years of being not podcasting because I really miss the connection and like the storytelling and giving people a platform to tell their stories. Um, I love podcasts so much because they give me a place to find connection when I'm in the trenches of motherhood and like, you know, (laughs) when we can't get together in three to six months and I can't talk to my friends. And so my goal here is like sit down, have coffee, even though we already drank our coffee. We totally drink our coffee. (laughs) And just like tell stories and chat and share um you know things about our life like I love when I'm talking to a woman and we're talking about like seeking God in all parts of our life but like I'm able to glean something because you've maybe walked a few steps before me in one area or another so um anyway so this is Mama Mila (laughs) as she is I'm really trying to embrace it (laughs) well known in this area um she owns a beautiful restaurant that I am so lucky to be a part of. Um, so yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell everyone a little bit about you. When you said like, oh, hey, you know, you walk through the steps. I'm like, I have walked through the trenches. You literally have. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm Mila Martinico and um, I am the owner of Mama Mila's and Mama Mila herself. Um it's kind of, like it's just funny because it's like really the last few months that have been like embracing the fact that I'm just mother to everybody and yep. um, <laughs> like my daughter Gemma said to me one day like you know you're the mother to Columbia and it's so true and you know we just the restaurant's amazing um, it's basically just keeping my nonna's legacy alive who was the mother to everybody also and so it's kind of like a mantle that's been you know passed down to me but like also it was like super toxic (laughs) (laughs) so it's like not only do I have this but like I have to like break all of like these generational things too and so it's been like a lot um but I feel like you know I'm finally coming into like a really good season of, um, you know, after learning to set boundaries and learning to, um, just not lose it, I think. Although I'm constantly on the precipice, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) aren't we all though? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, um, that's me. And I just, I love where I live. I love my customers. I love my family and I just try real hard to be holy and not hood. Yes. Yeah. And I'm here to help with that. (laughs) Yeah, Riley keeps me sane. Oh, my God. Um, So, like, going into all of that, when I thought about who I wanted to bring on to talk about hardship and loss and resilience and grit and redemption and um, getting scrappy, which is, like, the definition of who you are. Of, like, okay, this isn't working. Let's pray and figure out what to do next yeah um I feel like has been kind of the underlying life theme of my life of you (laughs) (laughs) so I would love if you would tell us a little bit about your story and like 
how you even got here in this beautiful pink house (laughs) my my crazy house yes um gosh okay so I grew up my whole life in like this little tiny town um in southern California we're just gonna ignore all of my devices ringing right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's literally just the amount of people trying to reach her on a like, 24-7 basis. Yeah. Um, it's okay. But uh, so I grew up in SoCal and, um, you know, our town was just getting like really bad. And so um, Mateo and I just prayed like, Lord, like we don't know where we're supposed to go, but mm-hmm. we need to get the heck out of here because it was just so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you know, people like watch the news, they read stuff online, but like it's not until you actually live in a place where you can't take your kids. Like, cause I have three girls. Um, so you had all three girls. At so that I point. had all three girls. Okay. Pearl was one. Okay. Um, and Gia and Gemma were, um, what, like five and six, I think. Yeah. Um, when we moved and, um, I couldn't even go grocery shopping cause they were stealing kids out of like the carts and putting them into sex trafficking oh my gosh and I mean and it was like normal yeah like you know every once in a while when you're on Facebook and there's like a post that's like oh this man followed me like that was daily occurrence where we lived wow and um so Matt and I you know we ended up finding this airstream which was like a god thing himself (laughs) like the man wanted so much money for it and he ended up like nine months later um no four months later sorry um like calling my husband and saying the Lord told me to sell this to you for $900 and you can make payments. And I mean, it oh was dilapidated, yeah. but, um, Matt and I just fixed it up one piece at a time. Every time the kids would go to bed, like go to sleep, we would take the little monitor outside and work on the airstream. Mm-hmm. And so Louise, um, right? Louise. Yes. yes. Louise, my the airstream. airstream. She's adorable. <laughs> it's so cute. And, um, you know, and so then, with that airstream we were able to move out here mm-hmm. and like I th- <laughs> I'm like trying to describe this in a way like um with on a friend's farm and um you know we lived there and it was really really hard yeah um you know it was like the middle we survived a like a tornado I've never in my life like we had to go into like the shelter yeah you know and it was so funny because like the airstream was like rocking back and forth and Matt was like I think we need to go find shelter I'm like stop (laughs) being dramatic we're from California like it's okay and then the knock came like we need to go in the shelter the tornado's a a half a mile away and I was like just kidding get in the shelter (laughs) you know like um and then surviving winter through it yeah and um I said like in our newsletter which that's gonna be a lot coming from California right oh my god it was like so crazy because I mean I grew up with winter flip-flops yeah I was like oh my god which like Tennessee winters aren't that bad compared to like where I grew up in Michigan but like it's still like not California yeah yeah I mean it's I feel like my body's finally now like acclimated six years later yeah you know so yeah yeah it's been good but um yeah and then um I kind of talked about it a little bit in our newsletter um I'm trying to be fast about this but um that Matt and I were like that first Christmas was like horrific yeah and we were so poor and um that led Matt into opening his own business and then we ended up in Columbia like renting this sweet little house from like the best people ever the Peters 
and um they were great landlords but it was a tiny little 700 square foot house Mm -hmm. and um it was like you know what they consider the hood here which is like nothing for me yeah you know and so I started just kind of like cooking for the neighbors and being like hey can you watch my stuff because like that's the Italian thing to do yeah and selling stuff out of the airstream and that's where like mama mila's started so um you know then we ended up at blue 32 and then all the drama there happened (laughs) which um was my first indication into like small town like i don't welcome to the south it was like (laughs) yeah it was so crazy because it was like so many people were so invested yes and but at the same time they were so supportive and like incredible And then, you know, through all of that, it was like, I mean, talk about like being scrappy. Like I was just like, okay, look, I have nothing to lose. Like I literally never grew up here. Like I, I just love living here and I just want to continue to keep serving. And, um, yeah, it was just so insane. And (laughs) then we ended up in like our new place and, um, I even like, you know, I was listening to that song, uh, Gyra by mm-hmm. Maverick City Music. Mm-hmm. I lo- that song, like, oh, I love that song. Yeah. And I just remember driving in my little Fiat um, to go and meet our new landlords mm-hmm. and just being like, you know what, Jesus, like, if this is the end of my restaurant, like, it's okay. Like, yeah. I'm going to be okay because, like, we had $12 in our bank account that Christmas, that first Christmas yeah. for Tennessee Christmas. And we had never been so poor. I mean, even in California, which is like crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, if I can make it through that, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like no matter what, I'm going to be okay. And I mean, and that's not even the worst thing that happened to me. You know <laughs> what I mean? But um, oh, yeah. Just as far as like business wise. Yeah. Um, And yeah. And so then Deb ended up like completely taking um, a risk and, you know, saying like, okay, because I was like flat out, like I'm a very like blunt person. I have nothing to hide. And I think that's something that came with um, my daughter dying. Yeah. I just decided like, you know what? I'm going to be like whoever I'm supposed to be and like unapologetically me. Yeah. Because I tried to do all the things that were expected of me. Yeah. And she died anyways. Yeah. And so. Would you, know, you like to take a second to talk about. Um, about Jada. Yes. So. Um, I've actually. God. I was thinking about it this morning and I'm like I've been pregnant seven times mm-hmm. and I have three living children and. um between uh, Gemma and Pearl, um, which makes sense because now, you know, Pearl's my pearl of great price. Yeah. And um, I had a daughter, Giada, and, or we had a daughter, Giada, and, um, oh my God, it was like the best pregnancy. Mm. I lost like 25 pounds. I walked every single day. I like took my vitamins every day. <laughs> I just was like eating All the so we well. Can't actually, yes. do outside of that. I'm like I don't know why I'm like so horrible outside of pregnancy, but I was like so healthy. I felt so um, in tune with my body, yeah. and um, it was the most like beautiful experience. I was so close to God, mm. and 
um, he constantly told me that um, in dreams and all kinds of things that she was my history maker. And I didn't know what that meant, you know? And um, I was just like, okay, Jesus, like, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. And um, I tried to have, like, a VBAC. And um, the doctor just flat out looked at me and said, we don't make money that way. And I know, I know, right? Like, so triggering. Honestly, you and I could have a whole episode just on birth. I know. (laughs) Like, for real. Another day. It's, like, so triggering. So, like, Matt and I decided to do a home birth. And, um, you know, I had been bullied into, like, two previous cesareans. Mm -hmm. And I... With Gia and Gemma. With Gia and Gemma. Okay. Yeah. And um, then I had, like, a loss, you know, before Gia. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had, like, really been bullied into them. And I wanted, like, this, like, redeeming birth. Yeah. You know, and I felt like that that's what was going to happen. And um, my, like, everything was just so beautiful until it wasn't. And my, I had a uterine abruption and I had to be rushed to the hospital and, um, it was just horrific. Mm. And, um, I could tell that, um, Jada was kicking Yeah. and I told her like, or I told, and of course what doctor walked in, Yeah. but the doctor that was on call that refused to give me a VBAC. Yeah. And, um, I just begged her, I said, finish pulling her out. And then just throw me into the OR, like, please. Because, like, the abruption happened right as she was crowning. Yeah. And um, the doctor just held my legs down and took me into the OR. And um, the last – and, I mean, we had different viewpoints on, you know, um, like – it's almost scary to talk about it, but like vaccines, like mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, my family, we have genetic condition and I was just like, nothing is done yeah. without me being awake. Yeah. And I want my husband with the baby at all times. Yeah. Like, you know, and, um, which is insane that you even have to like, <laughs> you even have to say that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I ended up like, I remember waking up. And the doctor was sitting there, like, typing notes. And I said, where's Giada? And she was ignoring me. And I just looked at her. I was like, where is my baby? And she looked at me and she said, your husband is coming to talk to you. Oh, my And I goodness. just was like, where's Mateo? Like, where is he? Yeah. And um, she was ignoring me. And I just started screaming at her. I was like, talk to me. And Matt walked in um, with my friend Rachel and Matt looked like he had been through war. Yeah. And I just looked at him and I was like, what happened? I'm like, where is she? Why are you not with her? Yeah. And I just remember looking at him and Rachel grabbed my hand and she said, um, Giada didn't make it. And, you know, later on, Matt talked to me about it and, you know, I almost died. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had seven blood transfusions and the woman gave me a uterine repair that wasn't even to like medical standard. And, um, I know it was like 
like I had a whole other uterine repair after Pearl. Oh my word. Um, but thankfully I was at a really good hospital. Yeah. Um, but Pearl's pregnancy was very painful because of it. Yeah. And, um, anyways, and I just looked at him and, you know, he told me that when we were in the, um, in the OR that they had called code blue, but they didn't tell him whether it was me or Giada. Oh my goodness. And so it was like, he thought I was dying, Yeah, you know, and he hit his knees and he just started crying out to God, like, just don't take my wife, you know? And, um, later when they came out and told him about Giada, he said, he was like, we're going in and like, we're pleading the blood of Jesus over her. You know, because they, they, I guess they came out to ask him, like, if they could try and resuscitate her. Yeah. Um, but later on, we found out that it was, like, no use because they had broken her neck. Oh and that's goodness. how she had died um, when they pulled her back up the birth canal. And so, um, but you don't know that in the moment. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But I just remember I just was, like, screaming. I was like, I am the worst mother. Mm. Like, I was just like, I am a horrible mother. I can't believe I let this happen, you know? Mm. And um, it, Riley, like, literally two days ago, I was talking to my therapist about mom guilt, about yeah. this situation, you yeah. know? And, like, in the moment, like, you don't see the reality of the situation, you know? So I just, like, recently been talking to her about, um, you know, like, guilt and how your body, like, um, you know, keeps that and like subconsciously, like you can believe like, um, something that's not true, Yeah. but it can feel true to you. Yeah. And like in that, you know, moment, I felt like it was my fault. Um, and yeah. And so like that, well, and the lack of informed consent <sighs> from oh, that doctor God. and the, her, pushing all of that on you and then the fact that you couldn't even trust her because she wasn't doing her job right of being a good practitioner right like that just adds an insurmountable weight to all of it just all of it and like it's so crazy too um because it's like when later on you know when I was praying about it God just kind of showed me that you know this is a spirit that's in the world Mm -hmm. right now like this is you know basically trying to take away um the sacredness of human life yeah you know and um yeah and so I just you know it wasn't just that it was you know staying in the hospital I had to stay on the maternity floor you know and so I was surrounded by babies and that and um you know planning her funeral Mm. um my family so many people were like, you should have just had a normal birth. Like they had no idea, yeah. absolutely no idea. But like the judgment of people, mm-hmm. um, going home to my other kids empty handed, you know, Matt went and cleaned up the birth pool and oh. I had to pick out an urn. Yeah. You know, um, all of those things that you don't think that you would ever have to do for your own child. Yeah. And, um, it's crazy to me that even today, like people consider her like not having a life, but it's her life that 
change mine. Yeah. So, and in all of that with Giada, um, I looked at Mateo and I told him, I was like, you know, this is going to make or break us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How we handle this is literally going to change our life and going to change our kids' life. Yeah. And we have to be like, we need to focus on God and make sure that we have him because I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I'm just thinking about how God was speaking to him when you were in the OR and him just in that space. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. He was like, I mean, there's this one picture that I have because um, they let me see her in the hospital and they brought her to me and I'm just like holding her and like kissing her and Matt is on this chair and he is just so defeated looking and I keep that picture and I share that picture because that picture is so raw and like so real yeah and it's you know when there's a loss whether it is you know I've had an 11 week loss I've had a three-month loss I've had Jada and um another like short like six-week loss in between there and um it doesn't matter. Like it's still a piece of you missing forever. Yeah. You know, and I think that um, it's kind of cool now, nine years later to see that um, it's not so taboo. Yeah. You know, like people are like really, isn't it like one in four, the statistic? That's the official statistic. I would not be shocked if it was higher at this point. Yeah. Just with everything that we're dealing with as a nation. And yeah. Health wise. I mean. Yeah. That's, again, so that's true. another podcast episode. Yeah. That for you real. And I can do. We're all. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. It's about that. Yeah. yeah. And so. Um, you know. It's like so cool that it's not like so taboo anymore. And like people can openly talk about it. Yeah. But. Um, I know. I was able to talk about mine too. And it's. It's weird. Because I think it's hard for me sometimes to even like acknowledge and talk about it because it was so early and like your mind plays tricks on you of like were you even and like if nobody else really acknowledges it which there was a few people that did but you know what I mean like it takes sometimes in those earlier ones it feels like do I even have any right to sit in this space but yet it's so very real yeah at the same time dude I saw this like meme I think two or three weeks ago and it like wrecked me and it um was going through Facebook and it said um imagine when you like something like this like imagine when you step into heaven and you hear for the first time Mm -hmm. someone yell mama yeah and that just like this is terrible but I was sitting on the toilet (laughs) (laughs) as you do (laughs) just like crying I mean honestly as a mom that's the only I don't that's not even my sacred space because Pearl knows how to unlock the door with like a butter knife yeah so but like you know I was just like sitting there like wrecked yeah like oh my gosh you know like this is like that's gonna be me you know I know my mom always talks about how like the first face that her baby saw was Jesus's face yeah and like if anything else like that is so comforting yeah it was if that's the only thing you can you can hold on to at that moment it was 
I think about that all the time, yeah, all the time. And like God has been so good, and He gives me like my friend um, Cheryl, who actually lost two sons. Um, they were older, yeah, um, teenagers. But uh, she had told me they're called God kisses. Aww. Like you get like these little like brief little things from God, yeah. Um, and I feel like we all experience God kisses every day, like you know, an answered prayer. Um, I literally had like one on the that. way here today. Did you? I had a double rainbow. Yeah. Aww. I went around one corner and saw just a little peak of rainbow. And I thought, oh. And I then I went around that. the next corner. And it was a huge one. Oh. And then I went around one more corner on the way here. And it was a double. I was That's like, amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love I that. It, it's just like, okay, like, I'm, you know, like, I'm doing it. I'm going. Yeah. You know. I'm showing up. <laughs> I'm here, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all he asked us to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, that's um, my little kind of sad, depressing story. But like through it, like that's who I am today yeah. because of that. Because yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, no. Well, and I think it's so beautiful that you're willing to share. And that, I mean, even at the like at the restaurant, like people – who know about the story like still consider you to have four daughters yeah and like talk about them and I think that's really really sweet that's so cool like her legacy is literally sharing Jesus yeah and that's amazing I'm like this year was um it was kind of it was hard for me and I think it's because I've like I've, I always say like I'm an onion because like I always have all these layers that God's like constantly peeling off yeah. but like this year I've just been real dealing with like guilt yeah and um you know I feel every single person you know struggles with guilt in some kind of way and um like grief in some kind of way like you know we've probably all been in many situations you know you can grieve anything yeah. friendships marriages yeah parent like anything you know absolutely um and uh this year for her birthday I bought a seed library and I'm super excited to like put it in our front yard so that people can plant seeds because we um release butterflies at her um funeral yeah and um to like pollinate the butterflies yeah I feel like it's come like full circle and I feel a lot better about it but um yeah I'm like I felt like you know I made it through feeling like wanting to die. Yeah. And, but I told myself, I was like, you have other, like I have other children that I have to show up for. And so I would do the best that I could. And then I would allow myself, um, an hour every day and I would cry. Yeah. And I did that for years, like literally years. And yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure that had to help, like, even just the built-up energy in your body Ugh. of just wanting to be with her and near her. Yeah. And there's also something that um, people don't talk about with loss is um, what happens to your body afterwards. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know that, like, um, I'm classically trained to sing opera. And I know, did you know that? Nope. <laughs> yeah. And so I literally like, learned something new about Mila every day. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> FYI. I'm an onion. Um, <laughs> but 
I couldn't sing because like all the scar tissue grew over my lungs and it was hard to breathe. Oh my goodness. And so like for two years, like I worked with a physical therapist and she would rip the scar tissue off my lungs and my organs. Like this is like crazy business. Okay. Oh my goodness. Like everybody's over there with like their little gua sha. I'm like sitting there ripping the scar tissue. Like, ugh. And (laughs) yeah. And it was just, you know, I always think to myself, like, this is something that, like, nobody knows Mm -hmm. that I'm struggling with years after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Like, years. Well, and I wonder about, like, about the emotional buildup, too, of just, like, aware in our bodies we hold certain emotions and not feeling like you had a voice with that doctor and not feeling like you had any control over that situation. Yeah. And trying to figure out what to do with all that energy, too. It's like so much. Yeah, it is. And I mean, every, and it's so crazy. Like when people are like nuts at the restaurant, like <laughs> every I'm day, always, like, or they're <laughs> like, I don't know, like keyboard trolls, you know, like writing a bad review or whatever. Like I let myself get angry for a minute, but then I'm like, okay, no, like what is like literally the matter with this person? Yeah. You know, because like this could be trauma yeah. that's just affecting them and this is how they're taking it out yeah because most of the time it's like the most ridiculous stuff oh yeah you know yeah and no i literally think like, about compassion. that all the time of just like how much grace we have to give people because i know all the things that i'm constantly feeling but like having gone through a healing program and doing different things to like learn how to cope I know that the majority of the people have not had the ability or privilege or time to be able to put into that. Yeah. And so, like, they're constantly operating out of a place of hurt. Yeah. And that's so sad. It's But so also, sad. like, just another reason that we can be more intentional yeah. about giving people grace because we don't know what they're going through. It's so true. Or when old trauma is coming up. Like, yeah. that's also important to think about, too. Yeah, and, like, you know, we live, like, this is not our world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, thank God. <laughs> I know. I'm like, please help me, Lord. I know. <laughs> um, so, sorry, that was, like, really long. No, it was so good. I am really curious, like, if you wouldn't mind talking about, I'm having to reference my notes, um, what did that look like for your marriage? Oh throughout all of these years and um I think there's a lot of women out there who have on so devastatingly gone through some of the things that you've been talking about um and there's not a lot of direction for like where do I go now in my marriage right because a lot of the world just says like when you go through something hard you either you try to work it out or you split up and it's like I feel like there's a different option there's other routes too (laughs) there's some middle ground and there's some things that you can do if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about that maybe how prayer came into that yeah um, counseling whatever you guys d- ended up doing to get to where you're at now it was so crazy because it was it was like I was so open about the things that I was feeling because yeah. I'm like the type of processor where like I have to say like I mean you <laughs> out of all people know this Riley I'm like, this is what happened at the restaurant today. And if this person writes something, this is like the real thing that happened. Yeah. You know, and I like process 
by like talking about things I have to talk through things yeah my husband is not a talker through her like at all same <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like so he was like literally like just taking it in and like trying to be strong uh. and I was over here feeling all the things you know going through um a c-section and a uterine repair and like going through you know my milk coming in yeah and having nobody to feed yeah and like just all these things and um just trying to and navigate like our two young children Gia and Gemma were three and four. Oh my goodness so Hayden's almost three I cannot like it was so hard in fact to this day they do not like baby dolls wow because of that, everything yeah. that happened yeah they like literally hate them oh. <laughs> like whenever we go to an antique store they're like don't take us near the dolls oh my gosh um, but um, and then there's pearl <laughs> and then pearl who loves baby dolls they're always like get that out of my room um but yeah anyway so um trying to i felt guilty at times yeah because i wanted to talk about things but i could tell that matt was hurting so bad but i didn't know how to like reach out to him in a way that wouldn't completely wreck his soul yeah and it's so weird when you're like the outspoken one in the marriage and then you have like this like strong like quiet person yeah and then you're trying to navigate grief together you know and so um i basically played worship in our house like 24 7 Mm. um which that can just change the atmosphere it totally, so much. Yeah. Totally. And I even um, try to do that now here um, in this house. I love to just, you know, play worship. And um, so I did that. I um, started going to Grief Share, mm-hmm. which is like a free um, yeah. grief program. Yeah. And um, in fact, I drove by a sign the other day and I was like, could I go back? Like, I was like, I could go back. Like, it's so healing and yeah. not in a way. Like, I still have grief. <laughs> I'm like, I've got grief every day <laughs> for many of things. But, um, uh, yeah, so uh, I just started really praying for him. Yeah. And just being like, you know, and knowing that in God's timing, Matt would deal with that. Yeah. And, you know, it took till year seven. Wow. For Matt to deal with it. And we were working. No, wait, year eight. Just kidding. I lied. I can't count. Um, year eight. And we were at the restaurant and we were working on her birthday. And I always say I'm going to take it off and I never am able to take it off. Um, we're going to fix that. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, uh. But, um, and Matt lost it. Mm. He went in the bathroom and, like, lost it. And... I did not know what to do. Yeah. Like, I started panicking because I was like, oh, my God, like, what the heck do I do? Like, we went through counseling. Literally, we went to counseling for a year. And that's how I found out that my family's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, come and see do a podcast near you. I know, right? Oh, my God. We'll keep you updated on that. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but it, like, showed all these other layers. And, yeah. um, you know, and that. I love therapy. <laughs> therapy is like the best thing ever. Yeah. And 
I always love talking to post-therapy Mila. <laughs> I know. I'm like, listen, me and Brandy yes. have decided. Yes. <laughs> um, but it just, it's amazing that like you don't think of things like that are so simple, but they don't come to your mind to yeah. fix your life. Yeah. You know, and like a therapist helps you with that. Prayer helps you with that. God will give you like a, you know. A light bulb moment. Yeah. 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 And you're just like, oh okay yeah that's how I gotta do it yeah and it just works out yeah I think we're similar in that like gotta take a second to wallow yes and then it's like okay now I'm gonna pray because I know that's what I need to do yeah totally and then okay here we go onward yeah and I'm not like an eloquent prayer either oh me either yeah I'm always like hey Jesus it's me again yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'm back (laughs) Here I am. <laughs> I'm like, it's your girl, Mila. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and just, and I just like decided, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to give up. Yeah. So. Good. That's like literally me all the time. Like, yeah. I'm just not going to give up. Yeah. Seriously. Because like, I mean, what's like, if you give something your hardest. Yeah. Like, and you stick with it and you keep going. I should actually be taking my own advice about this, about like dieting or something, but um, <laughs> like eating healthy, I don't know, exercising, um, but like in like the big things, you know, yeah. like I've yeah. always just been like, okay, well, I'm just going to give it like my best shot. And if the worst comes to worst, like it doesn't happen. I can say like, I did my best. Yeah, you did. And there you go, girl. Yeah. I know. I'm like trying to think of that verse about like perseverance and stuff. But I can't remember it. <laughs> I'm literally the worst. People are always like, oh, Isaiah, this and this and this. And I'm always like, you know that verse in the Bible that says ish yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Keep persevering. <laughs> like God says don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but like in a way that's like your whole well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm just oh like. Oh my God, don't say that. You're going to make me cry. Showing up and doing it. And I mean, you're getting it from him every day like his strength and his I feel peace. just like I don't know I'm like I feel okay-ish like I don't feel like I'm like the best but I'm like the okay-ish like yeah. I'm just trying yeah you know and we I mean, all are that's I like mean, the best that you can do yeah. honestly I mean we're not going to be perfect no. it's not possible and so whether it's grief or a business an entire town of crazy people yeah all which you have great experience with. Yeah. You're just showing up and you're just doing the thing. Yeah. And so like, true. that's the best we can do. <laughs> like, I promise you, Columbia, I'm trying. She um, is. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's crazy, but like, it's good crazy. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, no, it's literally sitcom level crazy some days. I most know. days. We really do need like a camera crew though. Yeah. We're working on it. <laughs> I'm like for, like, for real. It's just, oh my God. And then when you throw, like, my children in there. Dang. Yeah, you got to meet Pearl. <laughs> Pearl. Pearl's a whole other level, that child. Like, I love her so much. Yeah, she will be famous one day. She we just will. don't know for what. <laughs> CEO, baby. Like, or I don't know. I just pray. I'm like, please, God, don't let her run a gang. Just don't let her run a gang. <laughs> like, just make her CEO. Like, she's just so – she's on a whole other level. Like, that kid – when I was pregnant with her – Yeah. And, I mean, like, the most painful pregnancy 
ever. Like, have you ever had both sciatic nerves go out? No, but I had extreme, extreme pelvic pain with my second, oh my and God. it was the absolute worst. Where it, like, feels like that kid's, like, head yeah, is hitting it, your pelvis. It literally makes me not want to have any more kids because it hurts so bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I had with Pearl. Yeah. And it was like I couldn't walk towards the end. Yeah. Like, walking into a store. Yeah. I was like, I want to die. Yeah. Um, But... God told me, like, yeah, she's a fighter. And I was like, okay, yeah. well. And I thought that that's meant, like, when she was in the NICU and stuff, I was like, okay, like, she's a fighter. Like, so this How is early cool. was she born? 35 weeks. Okay, okay. Literally because my mother-in-law and I got into it, and I couldn't handle the stress, and it put me into labor. But my mother-in-law is a whole other podcast. Yeah, we're not even going down that road today. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we'll save that for your we'll save that for your podcast. Oh my god, like yeah, for real. But um, Matt and I have survived so much. You literally have. It's been. I like, can't wait for the book. One day there will be a book, dude. I think it's gonna have to be like everybody loves Raymond, <laughs> but like you know, like a sitcom. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just reenacting my life, and then they're like, "Who wrote this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I lived it." Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> uh okay well i don't even know what what time we're at but we're probably at time um it's probably at least been 30 to 45 minutes yeah but this has been so great and and i really appreciate you sharing your story just pouring your heart out yeah because um i know there are other women who are either like walking through this have walked through it or are going to very very unfortunately walk through it and need to like hear someone else that has come out on the other side yeah and And is still working through it at the same time yeah and I mean um when I went to grief share uh they had told me like you know you can lose a spouse like um but there's something so much different than losing a child it's like there's always a hole there yeah and like at every um you know every Christmas every Thanksgiving um even every day it's like there's always somebody missing yeah and I mean I still have dreams of what our life would be like yeah you know like I still dream it at night I still like think about that and um something that became so real to me in that like grief like sorry I like keep going no you're good um share please is uh there's this like two things one there's this quote by Zig Ziglar and it was um you cannot have great grief without great love. Mm. Wow, that's, that's really Isn't beautiful. that amazing? Yeah. And then um, the other thing was that um, one morning I was doing dishes and the girls were like eating breakfast and watching Tangled, I think. And um, I was in the kitchen and I was just like, why? Like there are literally horrible people in this world yeah. who have their children and abuse them. Like, why me? Yeah. Out of all people, like, you know that I love my kids, Jesus. Like, yeah. why? And I just felt like God tell me, like, well, why me? Like, I gave my child for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, duh, like the conviction. Oh, goodness. And I just was like, oh, my God. Which you is know? like such a multifaceted hard thing to wrestle with. It's like so much. Yeah. But I was just... I mean, it shook me to my core. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like all that pain that I was feeling and like, you know, feeling judged, feeling um, shame, guilt, um, feeling misunderstood, feeling like I was going crazy, feeling like I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to live sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why? Like, you know, and it was just, it took everything for me to just go and to be on, you know, and I had to fake it till I made it a lot of times. Yeah. Um, all of that he also experienced. Yeah. But for me. And oh. like, sometimes I'm trash. So, you Same. know, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, wow. like if anybody's going to understand how I feel, like it's God. Yeah. The level of compassion. Yeah. That. Yeah. And just being like, wow. So um, that completely changed it. And, you know, so like my I guess my advice is like surround yourself in worship, mm-hmm. you know, get help. Like it's OK to get help. Yes. Like. It's totally okay. Big fans of help. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, pray. Yeah. And even when you have like no words, even when you feel so broken, you know, and I have this bowl in my kitchen that a customer actually gave me because I um, talked about this once, but like, oh gosh, I don't know if it's china or japan but like if something breaks like a piece of pottery yeah it's japanese is it japanese yeah it's um what is that called is it it's something with a u but it's like this practice yeah basically where they put pottery back together with pure gold yeah and that's like how i can describe grief yeah and like having god heal your grief yeah and it's like, it takes so much time. I don't know if my heart will ever be back together, but little by little, he's taking each piece and like coating the edges in gold and putting it back together. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not promised that we're going to be healed on this side of heaven either. Right. But right. yet it's so cool that he's taking the time to still do that Yeah, here. Yeah. And so I have a piece of pottery that a customer gave me um, and Aww. my sweet friend. Yeah. And I love um, that, you know. It's in my kitchen, and I keep cough drops in it. (laughs) (laughs) But every time I grab one, but also that's such a testament to like who you are and how you serve the community and how people like show up for you in reciprocation. I have the best people. You seriously do. Like you get a lot of crazies, but you also have the best community. It's like so cool, And and that God built that from scratch for you here. Yeah, like you literally started from scratch it's so crazy to me like yeah it I <laughs> which I mean know. I get I started from scratch here too yeah yeah it's so cool and I just we have like the best people yeah and so like that little small like percentage of like crazy mean whatever my <laughs> haters are like yeah. it's okay and people tell me all which the you time, can't even say that ironically because you legitimately have people <laughs> I know <laughs> it's wild I'm like do you have a real job I know they're wilding out here <laughs> um but like for real like uh gosh I say like so much I'm so from California that's so terrible <laughs> but um they people will tell me like I always love reading when people try to say something negative about you on Facebook because your people go after them oh they do and I'm thank you God yeah like thank you for these Facebook warriors yeah that say the things that I cannot say yeah 
like no they come back tenfold I'm like free pasta for you baby like I love you <laughs> you better be careful with that I know right I know I'm just kidding no they I'll speak be broke. so much truth and so much love and like even today that. just walking around town with you like I got like two or three hugs yeah. just from like people who love you and like I don't know you you walk into a room and you bring God's love with you that comes out of a place of all the work that you have just been willing to show up for even thank when you. you had nothing. Thank you. Yeah. It makes me feel so good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to listen to this podcast every time I feel like trash. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. This is yeah. amazing. Thank you for coming on and being my first guest. Um, so exciting. Yeah. So I will link where everyone can find you on social media. Yes. Come on, come see me <laughs> and eat really well. Yes. Come eat. Come so see good. me. I'm there a lot yes. now. <laughs> My media queen. Yes. Your official PR person. <laughs> I know. I've started calling myself that. I'm now your public relations but manager. For real. <laughs> for real. God bless Riley. <laughs> like, <laughs> the other night when you're like, I'm at a friend's house. I'm like, I'm so sorry. All this drama is happening. No, it is okay. Um, I love it. I eat it up. But it's so good. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on. I will post where you can be found. Like and eventually you. your I own podcast. You. Yes, I'm so excited about that. Go check her out on YouTube. It will be the Watch crazy. Watch her cook. Yeah. Get all her food. All the good She's things. the best. <laughs> I'm trying to be the best. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And come listen to me talk. Hopefully without as much stuffiness on my next episode. <laughs> I'm just glad you talked a lot. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to say like, like and subscribe? Or is that YouTube? Oh, only? yeah. No, you're right. Please subscribe. Whether yes. it's Apple or uh, Spotify, thank you for reminding me. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just no. You're to absolutely 100 percent correct. Okay. Yes, like, like and subscribe, subscribe, share, do all the things. Yes. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the things at In Between Mama. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X, but I refuse to bow down to Elon and his. <laughs> <laughs> on our next episode of <laughs> yes. Conspiracies. Seriously. No, all right. Thank you so it. much. Yep. Ciao.